inside St. George's. And Colin Morikawa is the open champion. Welcome along to Major Talk here with Pinnacle Betting. Myself, James Gregg, former ladies European tour player, golf analyst and aficionado and friend of the podcast, obviously, Sophie Walker. And a new addition, golf writer and expert golf bettor, Brian Nicholson, making a debut. Welcome along to the podcast, Brian. Um, it, is the, it is the final major of the season, the Open Championship returning to a place that needs no introduction whatsoever, the home of golf, the home of golf, St Andrews. And after a US Open played at the Country Club, um, what an amazing year celebrating the roots of the great and the good of the game of golf. And if this Open Championship... Notice the Open Championship, not the British Open, as all the other American podcasts I've heard are calling it leading into this. Uh, we're all in for a real treat. Anyway, let's get into it. Here are our picks for the Open Championship. So, folks, let's start off with the obvious choice. We'll get that out of the way first. I'll give you some of the odds and stuff as well as we go along. Sophie is gesturing to me about the man who has won twice an Open Championship round the old course and obviously all eyes on him, even though there's not really much form to go on. Sophie, Tiger Woods, um, is that more heart or is that head? I'm not sure that you're saying that seriously or are you? Mm, I mean, if it was going to be any course, it's going to be this one. Uh, because he loves it. It's flat. We've all seen he's been struggling physically after the car accident. He still doesn't look to be walking well. He had to take a golf cart at Adair Manor, which is the last time he teed it up. That was a pro-am last week. The only thing we can say about Tiger is is never, never doubt the man. But it... (laughs) No, not for me. Not this time. The dream would be for him to win it, but there's it, it, just too many things against him. And uh, yeah, make the cut. We did that at the Masters, didn't we? Tiger mm. to make the cut. And that was good money, actually, even money. So something along those lines. But to yeah. win it, oh, even as the biggest Tiger fan, I don't think so. Well, he's played 36 holes in practice over the last couple of days, as we record this on the Monday of Open Championship Week. He's at 50s on pinnacle. Brian, um, Tiger Woods, and also I want a first pick from you. I'll come back to you, Sophie, for a first pick. But Brian, uh, give me your thoughts on Tiger, first of all, and then chuck a first Uh, name at Yeah, I say Tiger kind of, not for me, I think he's a bit... um, I don't know. He's, I think they were saying kind of last week and whatever. He's just he's really struggling with the, with the injuries now. And um, when he pulled out, he, he kind of he he did three rounds of the three rounds of the US PGA or the US Open, and he couldn't really make the final. 
round, but I think I wouldn't be going for that kind of for. So I just go straight on to uh, Cam Smith. I think would be my first, my main pick for this one. Just kind of one around the shorter odds. Okay. So um, he'd be well used to the you know the sand belt courses from in Australia. Just growing up playing in the windy conditions and kind of you know the undulating, fast, firm kind of conditions. And um, he's gone through a bit of a, a poor spell at the minute or a quiet spell anyway, but he had a decent performance there or a warm up in in Scotland there last week. So the Renaissance, I think he finished with minus three or something like that. Yeah, and, good um, for a top 10. Yeah, good enough for yeah, a top so 10. He's kind of just getting back into it. And he actually, so I keep ratings and data and all that kind of stuff. And he actually, um, he jumped up from around number 40 to top 10. He's number eight now in my kind of ability rankings. And that was in the last, in the last year. And he actually put on about 15 to 20 yards. And he was second in strokes getting approach actually just before the Scottish Open. So he's probably one of the most improved players. And uh He's really confident as well. He was kind of, I think he was saying he had the aim of being world number one by the end of this year and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, I really like him. I just really like his course fit. We have models and stuff and he's like 9.25 on the course fit. I call it the, the course fit-o-meter. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. so, yeah, he's, he's one of the top guys in that basically. And I, I just love him for the course. Yeah, right. And he's like, I think he's around 25 here on Pinnacles. So, yeah. yeah, I think he's probably my strongest kind of value. He's a bit of value. I have him around 20 to 1, so he's a bit of value and probably the strongest guy for me. So, But yeah, I'd be going with those sort of guys. Just Tiger, kind of, no, not for me either this, this year. I'd like, as Selby says, I'd like to see Tiger do well, but yeah, maybe make the cup better, something like that would be, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen the price for that, but is it, is it evens? Yeah, that was evens at the Masters, which is obviously okay. a shorter field and a course that arguably yeah. he knows better than St Andrews. Yeah, um, but yeah, he says to St Andrews is his favourite course, so I think he says. Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. That is right. Yeah, he does love it. He's obviously been playing with his good friend Justin Thomas in practice rounds. Um, and to Mike Card, like you say, Cameron Smith twenty four point seven nine at time of recording. Yeah. On pinnacle, and if you make him around twenty to one, Brian, that's good enough yeah. for us. We're finding a yeah. bit of value there straight away. <laughs> Sophie, um, hit us up then. Who next uh, for you? Um, or well, who first for you? Actually, I'm not letting you get away lightly. I want you to pick a winner straight away, and then we'll get into some of the other runners and riders. Do you know what my winner was? Xander Showfly, and then he goes and wins a day manor and the Scottish Open. I wrote an article for Pinnacle last week before this happened. All of yeah. this happened. And I was like, this guy, this is the one. He's got great form in the majors, um, major champion in waiting, does everything well, blah, blah, blah. And guess what? He's now, I would say, half, third favourite. Yeah, so that's, for me, that's probably something to shy away from now because yeah. of that. Uh, I think the last person that might have gone back to back is is Phil at Scottish Opens and the Open Championship. I'm going to go just, I always go Justin Thomas, don't I? But everyone knows that. I'm going to throw everyone back in and just go Scottish Scheffler just because his odds are never as good as the guy himself. I agree with that. I, I do agree with that. I mean, look, you know, even when he doesn't win you think he is going to win like at the US Open which actually to be fair did play more like an Open Championship didn't it uh, particularly over the weekend when it really firmed up um, and actually oh, just, just for me like if you look at him his stroke average is 69 he hits more greens than anybody on tour which obviously at St Andrews it, it's reasonably easy to do it's going to be a putting comp so you want pace putting you want someone that hits it left off the tee 
left off the tee at St Andrews is an absolute key. But the way he bounces back, he missed the cut last week. He'll do all right this week. He did that at the, the major, the PGA, didn't he? Missed the cut, came back second at the US Open. This purple patch is lasting so long. And he makes five birdies around. And five birdies around on a course which is going to play easy this week. St Andrews is never going to play easier. There's a there's a westerly wind of maybe 10, 12 miles an hour and yeah. it's going to be perfect weather. There's a heat wave in the south. So in England, it's going to be 30 degrees. There's a heat wave in St Andrews because it's going to be 20. Yeah. Um, never going to play easier. And you've I've, been I've seen 15, I've seen it. Around 15 miles per hour, I think, yeah, on average nothing. for four days. Yeah. Same direction <laughs> nice. as well. Yeah. Same direction. They get used to it. Scott is the best player on the planet. And if it's the easiest course and it comes down to the best golfer and the elements aren't there, then I'm going with him. Good pick. Good solid pick. Um, I'm going to chuck one in there at you. Our favourite on Pinnacle at 11s, Rory McIlroy, four-time major champion, finished in the top 10 in the first three majors this season. Also had a good finish last time the Open uh, was, uh, well, last time he played the Open because actually, of course, he injured his ankle last time around, didn't he? So 2010, tied third for Rory there. Um, just needs to keep away from playing football this time around, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as you may remember. Um, Brian, chuck in someone else where you're finding a little bit of value. Cam Smith was good there because obviously, yeah. you know, you got all the data to back it up. Also good value with those guys on Pinnacle. Yeah, so it's, um, but where you say Rory there, so it's only 15 miles per hour, kind of benign to moderate winds. I would like to like to Rory and guys who kind of come in high. And uh, I'll talk a little bit about that later on, actually. But um, it's, uh, I actually said that. So I wrote an article about the wind for Pinnacle and the effect on performance of golf, basically, just a few weeks ago. And I actually mentioned St. Andrews twice the last two editions. And it was um, in 2010, Rory actually opened with a 63 and he, his second round in the wind then about 20, 25 miles an hour higher, even more maybe, he, was, he, he shot an 80. So he was actually one of the only guys to come back in. I think he rallied to finish like third or something. But he was one of the only guys from that side of the draw that actually challenged it all. There was about a three or four shots difference. And most of the guys on the bad side of the draw were eliminated. And they missed the cut. Like, so. And then it was similar kind of in 2015 when it actually finished on the, on the Monday because there was more delays for, there was like 40 miles an hour wins or whatever, and they didn't get it finished. So that's, that's kind of the big thing. Um, how the weather would actually be as to how the course would play. If it was windy, I'd be more around, you know, looking at the, the lag button and the strokes gained around the greens. And then I'd be more approach if it's kind of benign. And it, as, if, if it's 15 miles an hour kind of thing, yeah, I'd, I like, well, actually any conditions, it's Tommy Fleetwood actually that I like for my second pick. So he's about, I think he's about 33 is on Pinnacle now, yeah? Yeah, 34.48. Okay. So he kind of, he grew up on, on the links around around England. I think he was a member of Formby Hall, which isn't the Lynxes. I, I don't know that course. That's not a Lynx, but he's no, plenty of Lynx. Not. <laughs> no. He's plenty of Lynx experience anyway from around, I think he used to play Royal, sneak onto Royal Birkdale and all as a kid, he was saying, I think, but he loves St. Andrews anyway. He had the course record there with 62 for a long, a long while. It's not anymore, like, but he had that. I think he, he closed with a 64 for a top five in 2019 and the Alfred Dunhill links anyway as well so yeah he loves that he loves kind of links golf just in general he's like one of the best ball strikers and one of the best wheel players on tour generally but he's actually improved in the strokes gained around the greens department the last year or two and he's right up there in those stats as well so and he has um, what I call a progressive form 
So yeah, I think it was T14 at the Masters and the top five down at the PGA. And um, you know, a good performance then in Renaissance last week as well, top five there. So, yeah, I think I, he's he kind of got, he's coming in, he seems to be coming into top form now. So, like I say, progressive form. And they're the guys that usually end up in and around the, the lead, challenging for the lead anyway. So, I think he's really good value at around 33s. Tommy Philippe would, yeah. I tend to agree with that, Sophie. Um, that is. Good odds. Good odds for a guy we know that likes Lynx golf and actually is trending. It's what we'd say trending, as Brian says. You know, the stats are all there. Um, come on, throw another name at us then, Sophie. If we're talking about Lynx golf and St Andrews, somebody that plays it even better than Tommy. Tyrrell Hatton, two-time yeah. Alfred Dunhill champion, finished second twice in his last five starts, DP World Tour. So he, uh, sorry, his last, his last um, starts at... St Andrews in this Alfred Dunhill. So he either comes second or he wins on a tournament that they play St Andrews twice on. Um, the guy can put for fun. He's also had some all right form in major championships. I don't think he's set the world a lot on the PGA Tour this year, but he's a big name player. So he's come 13th yeah. at the PGA Championship. He's going to be all or nothing. However, talking about course fit and somebody that's going to come to life on St Andrews, Tyrrell Hatton's going to be one of them. Played amateur golf for England, played, would have played St Andrews a bunch of times, flights his irons well, and it's about time. I mean, we've had, we've had Matt Fitzpatrick. Why don't we go back-to-back yeah. back English major champions? And something like that, when someone you know that's around your age wins and you go, hang on a minute, I should play England golf with him. He's winning yeah. a major. Suddenly that's not Tiger Woods winning a major. That's not Jordan Spieth. That's a kid that you grew up playing golf with. And, and it really does start people looking around. I don't think there's any coincidence that someone like Tommy Fleetwood started to play well now either because the belief comes back. So yeah, Tyrrell for me, just because he wins every time he plays at St. Andrews. Yeah, I was actually on. I was on Terrell actually this week at the Scottish. He was about fifty to one, which I just thought was huge. I thought it was like twice as big as, as he should be. Like, and he said he's around thirty trees. Is he around thirty trees on Pinnacle? Yeah, that's about right. It's about right. Yeah, it's uh, it's uh, yeah. Okay, yeah, he is thirty, just under, just under. Yeah, twenty two. Yes, um, I've yeah, so. him better than Tommy for the fact that he's gone and won bigger um, than Tommy, and has the fact that. I feel Tommy needs to play his way into form sometimes. Whereas Tyrrell, if he's on, he'll go and take it. He's not scared. And I don't mind him being a little bit up and down sometimes in the way yeah. he performs. No, you're absolutely right. Um, just looking at some of the other sort of shorter odds players before we move on to kind of those mid-range outsiders, maybe worth an each way look. Look at John Rahm at 17s. I think that's quite short for somebody who's not really shown loads of prowess mm. on Lynx golf to be fair um, but by virtue of the fact that it was only just over 12 months ago that he won his first major title at the US Open um, that's he, he probably did win why. the Irish Open he, he won did Irish Open. he did he did okay. you're right actually yeah you- I think I think John's just really good like he's, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's, the fact that it's it's the only thing is it's going to be a putting comp isn't it this week mm. that's the slight issue with it as, as Sophie and I have seen, to be fair, Brian, on the PGA Tour, when it's a putting comp, John Rahm isn't your man. Wow. <laughs> so that's all he we're going to say on that. 
he is the type of guy that could just turn it on any time. Like, you'd usually get like tens, twelves, or something like that in a major for Ram. So if he's at seventeen, you know, you might as well just go for that. Like I said, he could he could run away with it. He's the type of guy, and especially on a few kind of he did that. He's run away with it on, on benign links courses in the Irish and that. I think was it in Clare in Clarence, but yeah. He could actually run away with it, you know what I mean? It just splits the field. So it's not actually bad. I just know something out there. Yeah, 70 and it's a good price for him anyway, yeah. Uh, Francesco Molinari now interesting there's not really lots to go at uh, former Open Championship winner again yeah it's going to be the... quiet since then isn't it correct he went downhill after that yeah correct at 184 um, I just think that's you amazing. had him last time. Are you just banking on him every single podcast, James, in <laughs> the, hope that he might come back? This guy, this guy won the Open. He, you know, he fended Tiger off down the stretch when Tiger was actually fit um, at Carnoustie, for goodness sake. He's at 184. 184. Let that sink in. However, now we've seen the weather forecast and with the week of the Open, as we record it, I'm now thinking... Well, it's going to be a putting comp, like we say. So that kind of rules him out of it a little bit. But from that kind of range, I'm talking over 100 on Pinnacle. You've got the likes of Billy Horschel. Um, you've got somebody like Kevin Kisner. If we're talking putting comp and somebody who likes to grind it out, doesn't require a lot of length. Um, there's just some names that are kind of worth talking about and discussing um, at, at decent value. So come on, pick pick me something that's outside your kind of top ten favourites, uh, folks, um, on our on our betting uh, list. Start with oh, you, yeah. Brian. Go on, have a look. You so must I have like, got somebody lined up. Yeah, yeah, I've plenty. I'd have, have loads of small bets on uh, the outsiders. All right, but uh, <laughs> Victor Perez actually, who has won here before in the Alfred Dunhill Links, he had a bad he had a bad one last last week. It was nine over, but. Uh, they were very uh, the second day he had the bad side to draw I think the second day was really windy so I just I discarded that altogether and um, he loves that kind of golf and just he's a big hitter actually one of the things I might get Sophie's take on this actually as well I think with this year it might play a little different because since the last time I was at St Andrews there's been more kind of length come into the game even at sort of five or seven, six or seven years or something but with Bryson taking it on you know all the pop bunkers which are the defensive kind of St Andrews I think that maybe some of the bigger hitters might be able to fly those this time, whereas they mightn't have been able to last time out. So you've got like um, all 9, 12, 18. The likes of Bryson, for example, and Tony Finnow and stuff like that, or people like that, I think they might be able to take different routes and like Bryson will be able to reach all those in one, depending on the wind direction, I suppose. But um, So I'm kind of looking at the bigger, the bigger hitter angle as well, and Perez is one of the biggest hitters on the tour, and he's brilliant with the irons. I think his kind of weakness is around the greens, but he won't really need that this week because they're so big. And he's kind of a streaky putter, but he was coming into some real form just before the, the, the Scottish Open there. And because of that, he's probably, he'll be drifting this week. So I'd be looking to get on board Victor Perez, yeah. And of course, he lives, he, I don't know if he still lives in Dundee. He, he did live in Dundee with his girlfriend. Anyway, you probably know more about that than me. I, 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 I had no idea about that. Sophie probably knows that. She no. loves a bit of yeah, tall she's gossip. A, she's a nurse. She's yeah. a nurse at Dundee University. It's, it's kind of the thing whenever Victor Perez is on the television, that's what yeah. But yeah, with your wind direction, yeah. they'll be able to hit all the back nines. I might be able to hit some of them yeah. because it's not <laughs> going to be that hard, firm, 
and uh, windy. Tony yeah. Finau's not a bad shout. I like that one. Yeah, because he's drifting as well. He's fifties, fifties or something like that at the moment. So, and like I say, this year they just might be able to carry someone else or go straight over them. You know what I mean? So, but Bryson, yeah, he's just. I know he's injured and all that, but he's completely off the radar. And I'd, I'd love to see what Bryson could do to St. Andrews, actually, if he's fit and in benign conditions. I think he could just completely overpower it, to be honest with you. So, oh, yeah, I'd like to have like kind of bets on that kind of, those kind of speculative bets and those kind of people, you know? Yeah. I suppose For, if you are looking to do that, somebody like Bryson Schomburg, the only, my only concern with somebody like that, if this was, if this Open Championship was being played at St. Andrews in these conditions two years ago, all over Bryson, like all over him, whatever odds he was yeah. on. However, yeah. injury, not played much competitive golf, live golf players. It's interesting, actually. We won't talk too much about the live golf players, but they are all really long odds. Like nobody's really given them much of a chance. So that's that's an interesting one. Um, I'm going to throw a name at you here, both of you. Ryan Fox, the New Zealand player at 70s with us on Pinnacle. That gets a nod of approval from Sophie. He has been probably, in my opinion, the best player in the last three or four months on the DP World Tour in terms of being in contention, looking confident. We know he likes Lynx golf, always features at the Alfred Dunhill Lynx. Big hitter, good putter. 70. There you go again. Yeah, he's another guy that would fit into the, the like elite, you might say elite and um, big hitters on the tour. So he's another one there that could do like what Bryson and I think Bryson and, and Finn Allen the likes might do. So he, he did okay, but nothing major. But this year, you know, the odds are better. But that's because he's not finished worse than 15th in a regular DP World Tour event. Yeah, and he's on yeah, fire he, like you say, you. he's always inside the top 10 on driving distance. Um, so, so yeah, a, a good a good shout in that respect. I'm going to chuck an Aussie at you now, um, Minwoo Lee. Yes, yeah. He's my Aussie that I'm going to go as my big outsider. So, correlation is whenever his sister wins a yeah. major or does well, <laughs> he goes, "Hang on a minute." To catch up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He says, "I fancy a piece of that." Yeah. yeah. So, so she won last year uh, a major championship. He goes and wins the Scottish Open not long after. She wins the Vic Open. He wins the Vic Open. The two courses that he's won his DP World events on have both been Lynx golf courses. The guy, I think he's third driving distance on tour, hits yeah. it a country mile. Um, spent a little bit of time up in St. Andrews, he has, um, over the past few years with a, with a YouTuber called Rick Shields. So he's played oh, yeah. St. Andrews with him. He went and played Kings Barnes with him and shot minus eight without even trying. So clearly likes the area. His odds are are high because he's, he's a little bit volatile because he's only yeah. young. He's only twenty three, but this kid it's a country mile, and I think as as well outside a hundred to one, he's worth a go. Yeah, good shout. He's, good he's shout good, that one. A great short game. A great short game as well, isn't he? And, and the ball striking just in general. So even if it does get windy. Maybe one of the better guys in the wind as well. I was actually on. I was on him at twenty-five to one for top uh, top debutants in the Masters this year, and uh, I actually forgot that I had the bet on. And I kind of, I think he was three. He went three shots ahead in that market, and I was like, I could have sworn I put a bet on that. And then I went to check. I was like, yeah, and it was a decent bet actually. And then he, he was three shots ahead at the time as well. I was like, lovely. And there was only kind of two guys in it with him. And then he, I think he went like bogey, 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 bogey. As soon as I saw, I, I remembered I had the bet on. But he ended up, I think he ended yeah, he up getting... He finished 14th. He did all right. Yeah, he, he, he actually tied, traded him tied in that market at the end. I think it was Harry Higgs, Min Rudy, and 
someone else anyway. So yeah, I did all right out in the end. But if I, you know, he probably would have won it outright if I didn't remember. Remember, I had the bet. <laughs> <laughs> They're the immeasurable. You know, happens. Yeah. They are no, the so I, I, I agree with that. I, I'd be big on him as well as an outsider. Yeah, definitely. And he's a huge hitter, like I say as well. So I do think that angle might come into it this this week if the wind does stay down. Yeah, which it is forecast to do. So with yeah. that in mind. It does take that quality links player out or sort of reduce the advantage that they've got. If they've got that repertoire of being able to play on links courses, um, it, it, it does kind of just lessen that advantage a little bit. I'm looking at, I was last week when we were preparing to record this podcast, looking at the likes of Jordan Speed, loves links golf, did well at the Scottish Open, of course, over the weekend in the breeze just loves the thought of winning at St. Andrews has obviously won a Claret jug before. We know all about Jordan Spieth. He can't really do a major talk podcast without actually mentioning him. However, I'm using him as a bit of a guinea pig here in the sense that he's a good links player and he'll be relying on that, but he's not overly long. And actually those skills will be kind of, you know, not as useful this week. Um, shortish odds as well on pinnacle yeah. and you know the wrong side of 20s so Brian disabuse me of that yeah. notion and chuck one more name at yeah. me each I want one more name off both of you before we go into the complete round of outsiders with, uh, with speed I think he, he has been back he's been back in this week he's around generally kind of 14s 15s or something like that so uh, it might be the best price but it will suit him to, you know the kind of the wider fairways at St Andrews because that's that's his real weakness off the tee so and he has put on distance. So I think the, the course is definitely a good fit for him. He's always near the top of the, the approach stats. And obviously short game, he's great. So yeah, it's just it's just a price. Yeah, just if he was still 20s or something, maybe tempted, but maybe not around the 15s or but um that's what I like I said I'd be looking at Lowry actually, Shane Lowry. So he's one of those guys coming into real top form again. He was even in the JP McManus pro am there during the week. He was um he had a chance to win it towards the end, kind of. And until Xander, Xander took it away, though he's too far away. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, he's got the game. He's got the game. He did it in uh, Royal Port Rush, obviously. And he just kind of loves the Open Championship and great driving. Not, he's not overly long, but he's kind of just in the total driving department. He's always right up there. Yeah. And great short game, streaky putter. And yeah, he's, I just check his odds here. Well, he's again, he's around 30s, is he? Yeah, on Pinnacle, let's have a let's have a quick look. Yeah, I've got to say he's only been a couple of good breaks away from winning a couple of times on the PGA Tour this season as well. Yeah. You know, he's been in contention a lot of times, really. And he has, um, he has the two big ones, so he has the WGC and he has the the Open Championship already as well. So yeah, I, I like Larry. And he, again, he's the progress. When I say the progressive form, they're the guys I really look at and uh, are trending. And yeah, I can see him. Being right up there, so, and same as kind of Hatton and Fleetwood, and that kind of. Like they were actually Fleetwood and they already were shooting. They were shooting now at Royal Portrush. Maybe we get that again, actually. Yeah, maybe we will. Maybe Round we two. will. <laughs> we could potentially see it. Right, five minutes left of the podcast. Sophie Walker, I want um, one more name from you, and then I want a rank outsider because you love a rank outsider. So let's go for it. I'm sorry, Minwoo Lee is my rank outsider. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Doesn't I just feel like give... one. Doesn't feel like really? one. Really. 
Yeah, he, he well, really does. I normally go totally, yeah, totally you random. You do go totally random. Stuart Sink was a great shout at the USPGA, <laughs> by the way. I was texting you on Friday going, this could be the podcast prediction yeah. of the century. Come on. So, okay, that's your rank outside of Minwoo Lee. Okay, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do is give people um, what, what you need to be looking for, right? So you need to be looking for someone that can shoot low numbers. So St. Andrews in its Open Championship over the last most recent ones, minus 14, minus 16, minus 19. It's not a hard golf course. It is very, very old, like we keep saying. So it doesn't have the defence. St. George's Bryson had to get his two iron out. Not the case this time. He'll be smashing driver everywhere. So I'm going for people that hits it long, Left, if possible, is always a good one as well. Um, so that, this is where, even if they haven't got great open records, I don't think it's going to matter. I really don't. Um, and this is the one where you can pick a European for me. We stay clear of Europeans normally, um, or rest of the world actually, even players in most of our majors, don't we, James? Mm-hmm. But I would say... Maybe, maybe you don't need to this time. And if you are looking at um, like pass form, there was a, a, well, there's a big amateur event that's held at St. Andrews every single year. Um, it's the, there's the, it's the RNA trophy. Um, have a look at that. People that have played it a lot and then look at random stuff like Will Zalatoris has got friends at St. Andrews university, Keith Mitchell's sister, went to St. Andrews University. So guess what? These lads have been visiting St. Andrews like a lot. They love it. So just try and delve into to stuff like that. Justin Rose is one of these people that he walks through St. Andrews and he comes, he comes to light. So those type of players, which you might not bet on for some majors, I think it is, it is definitely worth a go this, this time around. Good advice. Good advice. These are the things that you don't see on all the different betting prediction websites, Sophie. Love the insight. Love the insight. Brian, go on. Yeah, I think maybe someone like Padraig Harrington, even. So he got he shot the joint course record there in the JPM at Adair Manor. And um, he obviously he won the, the senior PGA there, wasn't it? The PGA was senior PGA. Yeah. And yes. um, he was, I kind of skipped him for the Irish. I didn't fancy him for Mount Juliet, but I know he used to love um, the Adair Manor course. So I actually had a bet on him at 80s about nearly two weeks before the Adair Manor, uh, the JP McManus Pro-Am. And um, so, 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 so again, it's course fit. And I think you know, he's still very long. He has great short game. He, he loves links. So, yeah, I just think Harrington might actually show up. He's around 125. He's just definitely three figures anyway. And um, he's in flying form at the minute. And yeah, I just think someone like that could really show up. He might like the wind again more, but I draw 15 miles an hour. Yeah, I could definitely see him around there as well. Brian, Sophie. No, okay. <laughs> you know, you're, you're, not, you're not convinced, though. <laughs> no, hey, hey, I'm not. I'm, I'm happy to take the advice on board. Um, it's it's all good stuff. Great insight, great stats, backed up with the numbers I like we uh, prefer to do on Pinnacle. Sophie's written a really good piece like she talked about, which is online now, pinnacle.com, and all the different pieces, all the different odds, Um, are on there heading into the 150th Open Championship at St Andrews which starts on Thursday 
It's Monday as we record this, so all odds were correct at the time of recording. There are loads and loads of really useful betting resources for a whole host of different sports. Women's Euros as well, of course, is on at the moment, so keep your eye out for all of that. That's all from us for Major Talk for the season. Can you believe it? We'll see you next April at the Masters. But happy betting, and uh, please remember to gamble responsibly.